Good morning, or afternoon, or evening, whatever time you're listening to this, everyone. Um, I have an appointment at 10.30 today, so I'm going to try to rush and get this spoken of, but at the same time, I also don't want to rush because I want to fully process everything, but I'm hoping within the next 50 or so minutes, I'll be able to do that. Um, let me just start by saying this week has been hectic, crazy, wild, but it has also been a lot of revelations and a lot of points to think on. And so I'm just very excited to dive in. So I'm just going to go ahead and dive right in because like, why not? Why not? Why not? Um, so today we're going to be doing field notes. Now I have like various topics that I want to do field notes on. So um, I'm hoping that later on today I'll be able to do the other two podcasts of field notes that I'm thinking about so that I can like fully get everything out that I've been thinking about. But also I know that just with like everything kind of being so wild lately that I really need to also take a moment to just really rest um and so today's my sabbath and I've just had so much homework and stress and stuff like that like literally last night I stayed up to like 11 30 doing homework and I know that's that's crazy for me I know for a lot of people they're like oh that's a piece of cake like I do that literally every day but for me I love my sleep and I enjoy my sleep and I don't want anything to disrupt my sleep like literally I go to bed honestly I'm like saying goodnight to everyone in my family by like seven and like by eight I'm like in the bed like reading a book or something like that getting ready to go to sleep and most of the time I fall asleep by nine like and I just because I love sleep and I am not um I'm not very patient and I'm not very peaceful or myself when I don't have enough sleep and so that's why I just I literally put sleep as such a priority and that's why when I'm doing assignments and stuff like that I try to be diligent in my work so that I can make sure I go to sleep on time but let me tell you yesterday I had so much to do that I was like there's nothing else I can do but just sit here and try to knock it out and get it done like I can't complain about it anymore I can't schedule it out and be like oh on this day I'm gonna do this and that and the third like I just literally had to sit there and get it done and I'm feeling like that's how tomorrow's gonna be as well I feel like tomorrow's gonna be um quite a long day I have a few assignments that I need to get done before class so I'm probably gonna have to wake up super early to get those done and then I'm probably gonna stay up super late so I could get all my homework done because we have some plans this weekend or ideas for plans this weekend that I want to be able to fully be in it and not have homework bogging me down but anywho this is not about homework (laughs) this is not about homework what this is about is great expectations I named this great expectations because 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 that is a book right I've never read that book I think it's by Charles Dickens and I've always wanted to read that book but I never have Um, but I just like thinking about it and I was thinking about this week and just all of the hectic things that have been going on and I'm probably going to go more into detail about that, but I just realized that like the overall category for this, honestly, is called great expectations. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today. Um, cue the intro music. There is no intro music, but you can imagine that there's intro music so you can play it back, go back, listen to it again imagine that there's intro music and then pop back and then we'll be back over here okay cool so anywho on the topic of great expectations I am a person let me just tell you about myself for a second I am a person that expects a lot from people just being honest I expect a lot from myself and I expect a lot from other people 
um, for the longest time, I have expected perfection from myself and I have expected perfection from others. But as I've been learning more about myself, learning like using the Enneagram as a tool, as well as the Holy Spirit just moving in me and kind of just like prompting me and moving in my life. There has been a lot of things that I'm like, oh, that's not good. And so I have been redirecting my mindset to stop expecting perfection from myself and from others because that is completely unattainable. And so I no longer fully expect perfection in some areas of my life. I still do expect perfection from other people or from myself. And I expect that I should be at a certain level. But I have really been learning how to um, have like more balanced expectations. So I no longer expect have huge expectations of perfection from people or myself. But I do still have great expectations. Um, And so one of the things that I know is that like, because so I'm going to talk about the Enneagram for a little bit, and then I'm going to dive into why that's important for, you know, the reason why I have expectations. So first of all, I am a one on the Enneagram, which is a reformer and reformers and reform reformer slash perfectionist. And so as a one, I am constantly seeking improvement, constantly seeking to perfect whatever I'm doing or whatever characteristics I have. Um, but not only that, I'm also constantly seeking to improve other people and help them to be the most efficient and the best people that they can be. And while that is necessary in life, it's not necessary in every area and in every season, right? And not with every person. And so that's something that I'm still trying to learn a lot about is like, how do I, um, like manage what God has given me this gift of being a reformer, being able to see those kind of things that need to be improved and to be able to help people improve them like that's important in life but it's not important with everyone and in everything and so anywho as a reformer I just I really see the issues and the the things that need to be fixed and I instantly am ready to come up with a plan to fix it um and so with that comes a lot of great expectations because I see these issues And then I have expectations of myself or of other people to fix those issues, right? And so I expect that, you know, whoever is in charge of that, that area or that thing needs to be able to see those issues as well and want to fix them. And so I expect them to have that desire and that passion to fix what is wrong. Um, And not everyone has that. And then I expect myself sometimes to be the one to fix it. And so then I end up taking on this huge burden. That's not my responsibility. Um, the best expe- the best uh, example of this is in Miss Georgetti's classroom. I know I stay talking about her because that is like one of the biggest stressors in my life right now. And I like I feel like so bad because I'm always talking about it. But it's just like it is what it is. And talking is how I process things. And so I'm just going to continue talking about it. But in Miss Georgetti's class, literally when I got in there, I was like seeing all of these things that could have been more efficient. And for me, I'm always looking to see what can be more efficient. So I'm reflecting and revising on what I've done. And I'm thinking, what are ways that we can make this better? What are ways that I can make this more efficient or make this more enjoyable? Um, especially when it comes to students. Like I, I want students to not only have a process that's efficient for them to be in and that flows very well but I also want them to enjoy what they're doing you know and so me my mind is just always racing with ideas 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 like literally it's it's so crazy because sometimes I don't even try to think about these ideas they just pop in my head and it's like whoa you know and um so sometimes I can't even control like the fact that I have all these ideas just running rampaging around my mind but 
it's so important because that's necessary, you know, to some degree. And I think it's really going to help me as a teacher once I get my own classroom. But it's something that really hinders me now because I'm always seeing what's wrong. And so and I also see the good things. And not don't get me wrong. I'm not just like a Debbie Downer where I'm like always seeing what's wrong. I also see what's great. And I want to improve those things which are great as well. Like if it's great, I'm like, let's make it even better than great. You know what I mean? And so I just I'm constantly always seeking reform, constantly always seeking ways to improve. Um, and that's with myself and with other people and with just like, you know, things in general. And so, yeah, I mean, it is so necessary. But at the same time, it ends up causing me to have a lot of great expectations that I'm expecting people to achieve or I'm expecting myself to achieve, which is not always the best. Um, and then another thing is just the um, the whole aspect of me being so like I'm I'm also so I'm like a one wing two and wing nine so wing nine is a peacemaker and wing two is a helper and so as a helper I'm always expecting myself to go above and beyond to help people to reach out to people and to try to help them you know overcome their struggles or overcome their obstacles when it's not necessarily what God has ordained for me to do in that moment like I remember when I was just ranting on Tuesday, which I'll probably get to Tuesday and talk about that as well. But when I was ranting on Tuesday, I was just talking to my parents about like how I just, you know, the whole thing with Mr. Jetty and everything that was going on. And my dad was like, you know, Hannah, like you're just one of those people that you always want to um, help people find, you know, themselves, quote unquote, or help them find what they need, help them find community, help them. And he was like, that's not your job here. That's not your purpose. Your purpose here in this internship is to do your assignments, get your degree and get going. And I was like, you know what? That's true. Like I do, I do get very in this like helper mindset of like, I need to help these people when it's not always necessarily, my responsibility to help those people sometimes they need to help themselves or sometimes it's just what god needs to help them with and so it's not anything that i can do but i always put that pressure on myself because i have those expectations that i need to help them because i want to help them and a lot of times a lot of my expectations stem from what i want so if i want or desire to help people then i start having this expectation of myself that i have to be a fixer-upper and it's like girl this isn't hgtv like get it together and so anywho needless to say that is that and then the peacemaker aspect of me expects that you know everything is going to be peaceful like i go into things expecting that i'm going to have good relationships with people expecting that you know things are going to just work out and it's like while expecting that things are going to work out is important we should also remember that people are people at the end of the day people make mistakes people are flawed we are all broken and so not everything is going to be peaceful or perfect in the way that we think it's going to be and so i have to remind myself to not lower my expectations but to have realistic and godly expectations to remember that things aren't always going to be peaceful things aren't always going to work out the way that i'm expecting them to work out and so that is that on like me and my personality but let me get to my notes so i can actually talk about what the notes that i had okay so one of the notes that i had was the frustration of expectations so along with expectations always comes frustration and i find that a lot of times the biggest source of frustration when it comes to expectations is in relationships like i know that there's a lot of expectations that i have 
for myself but when I don't meet those I more so get like disappointed like when I don't meet the expectations that I've set for myself I get like disappointed or kind of just upset um and then I try to overcome it but when I have frustration of expectation like when I have expectations for other people or in certain relationships I notice like the frustration and the impatience that it causes the dissonance that it causes and it's like ooh, it's just disgusting okay so I'm going to talk about this um let me first talk about being frustrated with myself and wanting to improve myself and then I'll go into the specific relationships that I have examples of frustration of expectations in so first of all I often get frustrated with myself because I'm always wanting to improve and I'm expecting myself to be at a certain level and then it's like oh I'm not there yet and so then I get frustrated because I'm like god I'm not and I get disappointed because I'm like I thought I would be better than this I thought I would be you know somewhere else now and so that is oftentimes what I am thinking um, both spiritually and physically like in the spiritual world I'm always like okay you know like I I need um, I wish I was you know more patient or I wish I was more this and then when I you know exhibit traits or do things that are not impatient that are not patient or do things that are not joyful or I just fall short in some area then I'm always like oh gosh I'm just the worst you know and then I start getting super disappointed because I didn't meet my expectations but I have to realize that like everyone falls short of the glory of God Paul said it. He said everyone falls short of the glory of God. So I need to remember that and adjust my expectations accordingly to remember to remind myself that even if I do fall or I fail, I can still expect that God is going to be God. You know what I mean? Like I can still go back to that expectation, to that hope, to that truth, to having confidence in that fact that God is still God. Um, and then as far as physically, it's just a lot of times I see other people doing what I want want to be doing. Or um, also kind of just like I, I start comparing myself to them. And so then I start having expectations of myself and expecting that I should be where they are or I should be doing what they're doing. When God has created me as my own human being, um, I have a unique fingerprint in him. And it's like I am so unique in him, you know, and for me to want to emulate every single thing that every other person is doing, that's going to run me dry. And so I haven't. I haven't been doing that as much. I've been quite content um, lately, but I know that it is a tendency for me to compare myself to other people and have expectations and hold myself to those expectations because I see other people doing what I want to do. And if you can like, I'm, I'm starting to catch on to this as I'm speaking now, because a lot of times I process things really well when I'm speaking. So, you know, um, one thing that I'm hearing myself saying a lot is because I want this, then I have this expectation. Like when I was talking about what I want in a relationship or what I want in uh, what I want to see myself doing in the future or what I want to be or desire to be or the ways in which I want to improve. So you notice how all of these expectations, all of these great expectations stem from a desire. They stem from a want, something that I want. And whether this is a desire that God has put in my heart or not, it doesn't mean that it should be getting to that level of being a great expectation. You know what I mean? Like, I there are certain things that I want that I have expectations for. And God is like, why do you have expectations for that? That's not what I want for your life. And then even with the desires that God has placed in my heart, then I still have such great expectations for that. And God is like, Yes, I put that desire in your heart, but having such great expectations in that thing and not expectations in me 
Like you're expecting more from the situation or from those people than you are expecting from me. We need to be expecting from God. I need to be expecting from God, expecting that he is going to do what he said he's going to do, that he is still going to be God at the end of the day. I don't I can't put my expectations in man because we're all going to fail. I can't put my expectations in myself because I'm going to fail. Then it's just going to be a bunch of disappointment and frustration. So I have the perfect example of that. <laughs> um, let me go back to my list. OK, the perfect example of that is with Miss Giorgetti. Oh, geez. So my dad revealed this to me on Tuesday. Tuesday was a rough day, right? Um, because it was a lot going on on Tuesday. I woke up that morning um, and, you know, that was right after like that was, you know, after the prayer thing that we had on Monday for Emma. Um, the next day, I was just still feeling really emotional because, you know, we're still going through the grieving process. Like it's still it's not like you just hear about somebody passing away and then you're just like, OK, and you keep on moving. Like when you know them, it's just like it's a deeper level of grieving. And so I just was like I was just very emotional and very fragile in that moment. And then I get to class, get to the internship and Mr. Jetty's just dumping all these issues on me, dumping her problems on me. And I was just literally about to break. And then the rest of the day was just like sporadic, random things happening, her kind of throwing me on the spot, me feeling uncomfortable and unprepared for it. And it was just like a lot going on. And so I feel like with all of that going on, with my expectations not being met, um, which they're normally not met, right? Normally my expectations for her, I didn't realize that I had these expectations for her, but I did. These expectations that I had for her, they weren't previously being met, but I had the patience to endure because I wasn't in that like fragile state. But because I was in that fragile state this week, I just literally felt like I wanted to give up. And so I was crying to my mom later on at lunch and I was like literally just pouring my eyes out. I was like, yo, I can't do this anymore. I give up. And my mom was like praying with me and encouraging me. She made me punch her hands. I was like, why am I punching your hands? But she made me punch her hands to get the stress out. Um, and then Later on that evening, I was talking with my family at dinner and we were just going through this like whole long conversation about, you know, just everything. And and my dad mentioned something that was so like I've never thought about it like this before, but it's actually so true. He was like, Hannah, you are so passionate about what you do that you expect other people to be at that same level of passion. And the way he said that, I was like, that's true, but I'm going to rephrase it to the way that I actually think that I am for me. I am such a one, like such a like, you know, I need everything to be righteous. I need people to be pursuing righteousness. Like literally for me, everything I want to be done in the right way. I want things to be done justly. Um, and so my expectation for people often is that they are not only passionate about what they do, but they are effective in what they do and that they are constantly trying to pursue improvement. You know what I mean? Like for me, if I see a flaw, I'm like, okay, I'm ready to create a plan to improve that flaw. Whereas a lot of people see flaws all the time, talk about the flaws all the time, but don't do anything about it. And so for me, I'm like, uh-uh, like we need to do something about this. If we see this flaw, we need to do something about it. And some people are just content with it being as it is. And for me, I'm not, I'm not content until I see that improvement, you know? I don't know what that noise is. All these birds around here. <laughs> but anywho, yeah, it's just like, that's how I am. Why are these birds just out here? Like, they're just fighting each other, man. I don't know what's going on. It's kind of, they're doing a lot. Y'all gonna have to cut it out, okay? I'm trying to do a podcast and that's very disrespectful. 
they really are out here fighting. Maybe they're playing. I don't know. They look like they're having a good time, though. That's kind of cute. Okay, anywho, I'm done. I'm done staring at the birds. <laughs> but, yeah. So, basically, my dad was like, you know, like, you have this expectation of people that they are going to be passionate about what they're doing and that they are going to do it well. And I think that is so true because I, I expect that when people have a certain job, that they are not only passionate about it, but they are constantly seeking ways to be making it more efficient, making it better. And that's not true all the time. People don't always love their jobs. And I was like, and they don't always love what they're doing. And um, I think that's why I get so amazed. And so I like literally fall in love with people who do their job well and who love their job. Like people who get excited about their job, people who do it well and are like very efficient in it. I like, I instantly latch onto them. I'm like, I love you. Like, I love that you love doing your job. And I think that that is so important. Um, but at the same time, it's also not realistic. Like, it's important for me to want people to improve and to do better. Um, and I think God is going to use that. But I also don't think that it's realistic in every scenario. You know what I mean? Not everyone's going to love doing their job. Not everyone's going to want to. And so I can't have that expectation of everyone, even though I have that expectation of myself. Like, I really do have an expectation of myself to love what I'm doing. And if I don't love what I'm doing, I don't want to do it. Um, and like, I remember that my friend was sharing with me yesterday about how, like, there's some job openings at the place that she's working and she works at Nordstrom Rack. And I was like, girl, I ain't trying to work there. Like, I, I'm glad that she loves working there, but like, it's not my passion to work there. And I know that I want to work where I'm passionate about and where I feel like I would enjoy it. And it's not to say I wouldn't enjoy it, but it's just like, it's not what I'm passionate about. And so I I sometimes don't do the simple things because I'm like, well, that's not what I'm passionate about. When sometimes I do need to do simpler things and just like simplify my expectations and make it more realistic so that it can be truly representative of, you know, like giving space for God to move in. Um, And so, yeah, I mean, that was another thing that I wanted to mention as well. How am I doing on time? Oh, it's 32. Okay, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. So literally I hold everyone to high expectations and I'm starting to realize how me um holding these expectations it it ends up causing um me to kind of push God out of the sphere of influence that he wants to work in my life so you know how I just talked about frustration of expectations there's also flaws to expectations, right? And so some of the flaws of expectations is that we hold on to our perceptions instead of letting go and watching God move. So rather than having expectations and saying, God, I expect that you are going to move in my life. I expect that you're going to grow me. I expect and I have confidence in the fact that you are still God. Um, sometimes we put those, take those expectations and put them on ourselves. We expect ourselves to improve. We expect ourselves to do what we need to do. We expect ourselves da 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 da. Or we expect others. We expect others to help us improve. We expect others to be for us what we need them to be. Or we expect others to improve themselves. When it's like, when we have those expectations, our perceptions are things that we're holding on to. Now we're holding on to this idea that I can improve myself. Or we're holding on to this idea that other people should be doing this, that, or the third. Um, instead of recognizing that. God is the one that really transforms and he's the one that really moves and he's the one that really um, is the one that improves our hearts and 
reforms our hearts and all of that. And one thing that I wrote in my notes is that expectations can be blinders. Like it can, you know how blinders are like those things that, um, that horses wear on their eyes, around their eyes, like right on the side of their eyes. So they can't see what's on the left or the right. Like expectations can be blinders. They can be these things that cause us to be so narrow focused, cause me to be so narrow focused. And I then have this perception of people Oh, and I have a perception of situations and I have perceptions of myself when I have these blinders on and it becomes something that is that is very a flawed mindset. Like I start thinking of people in a in a negative way because they're not meeting my expectations when really I was the one that set those expectations and I shouldn't have expected them to meet it. You know what I mean? Like for Miss Georgetti. I'm expecting her to be just this passionate, like, you know, going above and beyond teacher. And when she doesn't do that, I'm like, okay, well, she's not a good teacher. She's a okay teacher, you know, but because I set such high expectations, now I see her as, oh, she's a bad teacher. Well, she never really was a bad teacher. I just had such high expectations from this get go because I'm so passionate about it. I'm expecting everyone else to be passionate about it. And when I don't see that they're passionate about it, I'm like, okay, well, you're not, you're not good. You're not, you're not cut out for this. You know what I mean? When in reality, that's not true. And so, cause I don't know what she's cut out for because I don't know what God has put inside of her. I don't know what God's going to do in her life. So it's not my judgments or, um, decision, my verdict that God is going to be like, oh yeah, yeah, you're right, Hannah. Like, no. <laughs> and then, um, so yeah, expectations can be blinders. They can be really detrimental to our understanding of others to our love of others like God wants us to love other people but when we have such high expectations we end up not loving people the way God wants us to love them because we can't see them for who God has created them to be because we have certain expectations of what we want them to be we're not the creator so we shouldn't have these expectations God can have expectations of us because he created us. And so when he has expectations of us, he expects us to follow that. He expects us to do that, which is why we have, you know, that relationship with him, which is why we need to be obedient. Um, And, you know, I think that because God is the creator, he has the right to have expectations of us. Right. Because he knows us and he knows how he created us. And he knows how he created our lives. And so if he expects us to be faithful, then we should be faithful because we know that he has put everything in our life for a reason and that he has done everything for a reason. And we know that he has our best interests at heart because he literally created us. Um, And so I think that when we start putting expectations on people or on ourselves, it's almost as if we're like taking God's position and saying, okay, I know you so well that I expect you to do this. You know what I mean? When in reality, that's not true. We are not the creator. So we don't get to set the expectations and then judge them according to those expectations. And that's honestly a testament to me because I do that quite frequently where I'll have expectations of people or of situations or of relationships and I'll expect it to be one thing or one way. And when it's not, then I judge it according to my expectations and if it is then I also judge it according to my expectations and it's like God God is the only one who has the actual right to do that because he knows us and he created us um and so yeah expectations are blinders and I also wrote down that where there are blinders I mean where there's blinders there's blind spots So if you have on blinders, you can't see those spots behind you or to the side of you, um, those blind spots, um, 
that could cause you to end up that could cause something to end up happening let me just finish reading what i said i said and where there's blinders there's blind spots and that's why we often get blindsided by events that happen um and that's honestly true for me because a lot of times things have to blow up before i end up dealing with them because i have these expectations it be oh geez i didn't even realize that wow thank you god because i have these expectations of people and of situations and of things I end up putting these blinders on and so when random things happen I get blindsided because I, I don't I can't see my blind spots I can't see what's going on around me because I've been so narrow focused and I think that's why on Tuesday everything blew up the way it did because I had on these blinders and I had these expectations and I just kept pursuing those expectations and I was like you know things are gonna work out Mr. Jetty's gonna improve da 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 and it's like no that didn't happen and the same thing is happening over and over again and I know that I've been trying so hard to like I guess make her more passionate about what she's doing or make her more effective in what she's doing and it's like that's not my job you know that's not what I'm here to do I'm not here to improve her effectiveness or improve her passion for teaching God didn't call me to do that you know what I mean and so I feel like because I had those blinders on and I was so focused on that then when everything just fell apart on Tuesday it was literally like I was a football player getting sacked because of my blind spots I couldn't see them and so yeah that's just wow that's crazy anywho let me keep going because it's already 40 uh well I have time I have time um and so another thing that I wrote you know Amongst all of these uh, frustrations that come with expectations, as well as the flaws of expectations. Uh, let me dive a little bit more deeper into that as well. Um, no, 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 no. As long as I'm just going to keep going. Um, as, as much as we have these, you know, frustrations with expectations and flaws of expectations as well, expectations are also important, right? Because if you don't have expectations, you won't know what goals to set for yourself and you won't improve and grow, right? And I think that it's not so much the expectations that we have, but where we're placing those expectations, right? Because if we're placing those expectations in ourselves, expecting ourselves to achieve that goal, or if we're placing those expectations in other people, expecting them to meet those expectations, then that's really when we um, begin to have frustration and expectation and experience the flaws of expectations, getting those blinders and being blindsided because our expectations are not meant to be in ourselves or in man, but it's meant to be in God alone. And so we should expect God. We should have expectations of God. We should expect to God to move. We should expect God to come through for us. We should expect God to do what he needs to do. And I mean, do what he said he would do. Our expectations of God, that expectations being like a confidence in God, our expectations can be a source of hope, right? Because if we expect God to come through, then we know that when we're in the midst of a storm, we know that he's going to meet the expectations. We say, God, I expect that you're going to come through for me. And we're able to take hope and take comfort in the fact that we are expecting him to do what he said he was going to do to be faithful to his promises that's why he gave us promises so we can expect him to come through in them right he constantly is making promises in the bible and fulfilling them to people and that is to show us that when we have expectations of him fulfilling his promises 
that we are able to take hope in that even in the midst of trial, even in the midst of challenges. If God said he's going to do it, we should expect that he's going to do it and we will watch that he's going to do it. Right. And also, um, our expectations can be a source of accountability. If I don't have expectations for myself or for others, how will I ever be able to hold myself or others accountable, right? In my community, I wanna make sure that I'm holding others accountable and that I'm making sure we're all growing toward God. I wanna make sure I hold myself accountable and have other people to hold me accountable so that I can grow in God and so I can improve, so that I don't stay stagnant, right? Um, we wanna make sure that God is just like, our source that we are placing our expectations in God and then finally our expectations can be a source of love toward others if we want others to grow we should expect them to grow right we shouldn't expect we shouldn't have low expectations oh he's not gonna grow I'm only expecting him to do da 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 that comes from a deficient mind deficit mindset we want to make sure that uh, is it deficit or deficit I think it's deficit I'm gonna say deficit we shouldn't let our um, love toward people come from a deficit mindset. Oh, you know, like, you know, oh, you know, he's only da 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 and having such low expectations for them. No, we should have expectations for them that are in, align with, uh, in alignment with God's will and God's purpose for us um, as human beings so that we can hold those brothers and sisters accountable in Christ and make sure that we are encouraging them and edifying them and helping them to reach the goal that God has for them. Because ultimately at the end of the day, that's God's will for our lives. God's will is for us to know him and for us to help other people grow deeper with him as well. Like he wants us to grow deeper with him, have a more intimate relationship with him. He wants others to have a deeper intimate relationship with him as well. And so that's what we're meant to do. We're meant to encourage each other and edify each other and build up each other. Um, and so when we have our expectations set in God, then we are able to love others with more abundance. And I feel like, I feel like when we see, and we're able to challenge each other, you know, like when we can see what people can do, we're able to have expectations for them and be able to challenge them and be like, I expect that you're going to do this, that, and the third, you know what I mean? Um, and expectations are just, um, a way of us showing our trust in God's faithfulness too because if we expect him to do what he said he's going to do if we expect him to fulfill his promises then that is a testament to our faith in him we trust him so much that we expect him to do it we're not only hoping we're not only you know we're not only um we're not only hoping we're not only like praying that he's going to do it but we expect him to do it and I think there's a verse that mentions something along the lines of expectantly waiting on God's return we're not just waiting on his return we're not just praying for his return we're not just hoping oh one day God is going to return no we are expectantly waiting which means we are waiting with expectations oh lord thank you for that we are waiting with expectations I need to find this verse um because it's so important we are waiting with expectations we expect that God is going to return and therefore we are waiting you know what I mean it's not just like a blind kind of hope that maybe something will turn around for the good no we are expecting that things are going to turn around for our good because he said it in his word and he promised us let me see expectantly waiting on god let's see no i i want the bible i want the bible show me the bible no, 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 no. Okay. 
you know, there's a lot of verses out here that say that talk about waiting expectantly. Um, I'm just going to throw them out there because. Yeah. OK, so Psalm 25, 5 says, guide me in your truth and teach me for you are the God of my salvation for you and only you. I wait expectantly all day long. So that means he. So the writer of this psalm is literally saying, God, I am expecting for you to guide me i am expecting for you to teach me because you are my god of salvation like you are who you are and that is why i have these expectations of what you are going to do what you're going to do because you are who you said you are and so i expect that you are going to do what you said you're going to do and i think that that's beautiful and there's so many other verses out here um things like psalm 3 that says we wait expectantly for the lord he is our help and our shield i didn't even realize there was this many expectantly expectantly waiting verses out here um let's see i wait patiently for the lord my soul expectantly waits and in his word i do hope that is psalm 135 and i think this is the let me look at the version of this the amplified version um but i mean that's just powerful man like it just shows us that God wants us to have expectations. He doesn't want us to just go throughout life not expecting him to move, not expecting things to happen. He wants us to, but he wants us to also be able to find that balance. And it's about finding the balance. We can't have great expectations for ourselves and for our and for um, other people. We also don't want to have no expectations. It's like that spectrum thing that I was talking about and how on the completely far left, we have no expectations or on the completely far right. We have great expectations of ourselves and of others. And I think both of those are detrimental, whether you have no expectations or whether you have great expectations of people and yourselves, then like both of those are bad. Like both of those are extreme. Both of those are detrimental and both of those are not glorifying God. But right in the middle, right, we have this wisdom, this balance, right? And wisdom tells us we can have great expectations, but they need to be in God. We have great expectations for what God is going to do because we do not put our hope or our expectations in man. We put our hope and our expectations in God. And there's so many verses in this. When I looked it up, so many verses that just remind us to wait expectantly on God, to remind us to have great expectations for God because he is going to come through. He's the only one that can come through. He's the only one that we can have those expectations for. And I just think that that is so powerful and so wonderful. Um, and there's no real way to have a balance in this. You know, earlier I was thinking about this as I was writing my notes down for this podcast. And I was like, what is the balance? Like, you know, I don't want to have no expectations. I'm so glad that God speaks to me while I'm speaking because it's so crazy like uh, everything I said today and just now in this podcast like I literally didn't plan to say first of all some of them I did but a lot of like especially this whole aspect of like having no expectations and like the balancing scale and then having the great expectations like that thing I didn't even think about beforehand because literally earlier today when I was writing these notes I was like so what is the balance what is finding balance of expectations look like because I don't know and I couldn't tell you like I all I know is that a lot of times I either have great expectations of myself and of other people or I have literally no expectations for myself or for other people and both of those lead to frustration and despair so it's like which what is in the middle and God so beautifully revealed to me just now as I was speaking like I just I think it's so cool how God like speaks to me like when I start talking because that's just the way that I process things and then he just like literally starts speaking and it's like whoa 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 <laughs> but um yeah in the middle is having great expectations 
that God is who he is, is who he said he is. He's going to do what he said he's going to do, and he's going to be faithful to his promises. Our great expectations should be in God. And that balance is is so important, so important, so important. Let me look at my notes and see if I have anything else. Oh, yeah, there's no real way to have balance without wisdom and wisdom comes from God. And I'm going to read a scripture because there was a there was a scripture. I mean, not a scripture. I was reading in James one um, the other day and my Bible is like a study Bible. And so it started talking about like what wisdom is. And it says that wisdom is a God given and God centered understanding of the practical issues in life. And I would say that expectations are a practical issue in our lives because we don't know what to do with our expectations. We don't know if we should let them go, if we should keep them, if we should have them, if we shouldn't have them. We don't know how many or how little we should have. And so I think that is a practical issue in our life that we do need to um, address and understand. But the only way that we can truly ever understand anything in this life, ever truly understand the practical issues that we face in this life is to have a God given in a God-centered perspective because that's what wisdom is. Wisdom is coming only from God and then it's also God-centered. And so I think that's why that balancing factor, like having no expectations on the far left and then having um, great expectations of ourselves and of others on the far right, neither of those is God-given. Neither of those is God-centered, right? But right in the middle, we have God-given and God-centered wisdom, which is having that great expectation in God. Um, thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> I'm just joking. That's pretty much it, though. I I think... Whew, I feel so good processing that. Like, that... Wow. Wow. I wasn't expecting to... I wasn't expecting to get to this. I... <laughs> Here I go again. Expectations. Now, every time I say expecting, I'm going to think of this. But no, like, a lot of times I think... I expect certain things to happen and it just ends up showing up in different ways than I would have ever imagined. And I think that the coolest thing is like God always goes above and beyond our expectations because I know that for me, like I wasn't expecting to get all of this out of this podcast. And yet I got so many great um, revelations out of this podcast. It's like so cool. And then there's so many like friendships that I've had like recently that I've been growing in and stuff like that, that I would have never expected things to happen this way, but it ended up exceeding my expectations and being so much more abundantly more than I could have ever hoped for or dreamed. Um, and I think that that is just so powerful and such a testament to God's grace and to the way that he works because he literally like, he just, he does what he needs to do. And we may have these expectations, but he ends up going above and beyond once we release ourselves from those expectations of ourselves and of other people and we start putting our expectations and our hope in him. He starts working in ways that we could have never previously imagined. And yeah, that's pretty much it. I do have a story. Um, my friend Josh and I recently reconnected and it's, it's quite wild because I wasn't expecting it to happen once again my expectations I wasn't expecting anything to happen because we had kind of gotten to a point in our friendship where it was like we just I was like I didn't want to talk to him ever again I literally thought we were never going to be friends again um because I had done I kind of had wronged him in a way like I was just being very uptight for no reason and so anywho I'm not going to go too deep into that but recently I just you know was texting him on Instagram because he just recently followed me on Instagram 
And so I had ended up texting him and asking him for forgiveness um, about just you know, the way that I was acting toward him because I was just being a silly goose. And, um, you know, just seeking forgiveness from him was so powerful because literally like God worked in that. And now we are like talking more and engaging more. And more than that, I feel like our relationship is a lot deeper than it was before. Like when we were friends before, like we were really close to be honest. Like we always hung out and we always like, I think our friendship was mostly like just joking and like playing around and like just being random. But I just sensed this, like this newfound, like deepness in our relationship because of us being so like God centered and like growing so much over the years. I mean, I don't think it's been years. I think it's been like a year and a half, but in that short time, God has really grown each of us like, so you know beautifully and I think it's so cool that now we're able to reconnect and like have a deeper relationship um, with each other and be able to grow one another in God and I I think what's so beautiful about it is just the aspect of prayer and how literally like he was asking I was asking him something I forgot how we got on this topic but I was asking him something and then he started sharing with me some of the issues that he's facing and so I was like you know like honestly I don't want to tell you no cliche like oh, you know, whatever, like things are going to work out, da 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 Because I was like, I don't know how things are going to work out. And I was like, I don't like when people give me just cliche encouragements. Like personally for me, I would rather just pray about it. And so I told him, I was like, the best encouragement that I could give you is to just pray with you. You know, like if you want to pray together, I'm available anytime to pray about it because I don't know what else to say. You know, like when just issues happen and you don't really know what to say to people because you're like, I, d- I don't know how to encourage you in this in this situation, but you know who does know ho- how to encourage you? God does. And so why not just pray about it? And so we agreed to pray and it was just like really cool to just like see the way that God is working in our relationship. And he was really willing to do it. And I was so happy about that. And then he ended up, cause I ended up sharing with him some prayer requests that I had as well. And um, he like texted me last night. And like, this is something that I actually really like. He texted me last night and he was like, I'm praying for you and your friend. Um, And I just I thought that was so cool because normally when people pray for you, they don't text you when they're praying and say, I'm praying for you right now or something like that. You know what I mean? Like a lot of times they'll say like, oh, I'll pray for you. And like they may or they may not. But you like they don't like kind of inform you while they're doing it. And I just like thought that was so cool. And I was like, I think I want to start doing that more like when I pray for people, I kind of want to just like reach out to them and be like, hey, I prayed for you this morning and da 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 or like you know send a word of encouragement their way um about what you know I prayed about or like what God revealed to me while I was praying to them because I just thought that was really cool and I was like I want to start doing that more often so it's just really cool to see that like we have certain expectations and then they don't always get met but God always goes above and beyond our expectations and I have one final thing because I gotta go I have one final thing before I go is just my best friendship with Kamari like Kamari is literally my best friend in the whole entire world and our friendship happened and it was literally nothing I could have ever expected like I'm gonna be honest like we have grown so much together the way that we reconnected like we knew each other in middle school but like the way that we reconnected that summer and started studying the bible together like that's something that I could have never planned for or prepared and like God literally exceeded my expectations and went above and beyond to give me such a wonderful young woman like Kamari. Like, can I just rant about her for a moment? She is one of the most beautiful, one of the most 
faithful and loyal and trustworthy persons I've ever met. She is the most hilarious comedian in the world. Like I kid you not, when you know her, every every single thing she says is funny. Like I was laughing the other day and I was just I I love being with her. She's so refreshing to the soul. She's so encouraging, always looking out for other people, always wanting to serve other people. She is one of the kindest hardest people I've kindest hearted people I've ever met in my entire life. And I could have never been blessed with anyone better as a best friend. And literally God knew that. And he like, he went above and beyond my expectations because I had expectations for other friends that they were going to be my best friend. And it ended up not working out like that. But God ended up going above and beyond my expectations and doing things in a way that I could have never imagined. And so I, I just think that that is literally the most beautiful thing in the world. And I'll probably go into more detail about my friendship one day with Kamari. Maybe we should do a podcast together. Kamari, if you're out there listening, we should do a podcast together on how God exceeded our expectations abundantly in our relationship with each other. I think that would be fun. I think that would be fun. But anywho, great expectations. That's it.